Adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back, No Snooze Podcast, episode 125. I'm in the booth with the big three. Michael, the show Pirelli, Claudio, the voice Valenzuela, and I am Dave, the body, Regina. The body has a big uh, a big meaning today because I'm wearing a vintage Frankie Pirelli wedding jacket, Michael. Good suit. So this is some years now. Good suit. But Michael just played me off air. He said, yeah, I thought you would have been bigger by now. You got to progress. You know? uh, <laughs> but uh, today we're actually going to talk to you guys about uh, distancing yourself from the competition. But before we do that, we'd like to give you guys a little update. Um, been a lot of chaos. I'm sure a lack of sleep on Michael's ends. Does it show? Bags under show. under his eyes. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just playing. But Michael, how the hell are you, my brother? I'm doing well. I want to know more about the uh, the weightlifting on your end. Weightlifting? Yeah. Have you been lifting What's at that? all or what? No. You still no. working out? I don't work out anymore. No, not no, at all. Not at all. Um, I actually posted. Uh, I posted today. Um, and oh, if you're on YouTube. Listen, this is real holiday season once uh, Starbucks starts dropping the uh, holiday cups, which they actually did it a little early this year. I think they did it in like October. It seems like everyone wants to start up the Christmas celebrations early. Mm -hmm. Does it feel like that? But the reality is, I mean, by the time this drops, you're already basically into December, right? And but yeah, this is uh, the first week of December on uh, on drop day. But it was (laughs) there was a meme on Instagram and it said, like, how did November just start? But Thanksgiving is this week. Mm-hmm. Right, it's it's crazy. It's true. Um, so true. But no, in terms of uh, you know, my my lifting. What, what questions you got? No, I'm just asking, any any uh, any new workouts? What you just stone steady, very complacent? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't like the word complacent. I, I'd focus on the word consistent. Um, that's that's where, that's where I that's where I thrive. That's my my bread and butter. Um, a true politician. Have been working <laughs> out with anyone? There's no, <laughs> no like stories of guys hitting on no, you. No, no. Listen, man, I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it pretty simple through the end of the year, but I've taken uh, 18 days off this year. Really? 18, 18 big ones. Last wow. year was 41. Um, so the goal was really just to be better than that, you know? So I, I think I got this in the bag. Um, maybe 20. 20. Get a, get a little. It's pretty good. A little rest day here and there until the yeah. end of the year. You're right. I, I mean, I love I love getting into the uh, my Jim Miguel now. It's just it's my it's my calm time. It's my I did a hot tea because the heater's not in yet. So you you go into the Jim Miguel. You look have around. A hot tea. Have a hot tea. Yeah. Do you have a cot down there too? No. Uh, listen. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to one extreme with the AC, like in the beginning during the cut during the ten percent challenge. And he's not talking about heat and AC. He's talking about. Ambrosio, right? right? Ambrosio, right, right, my right. guy AC, because yeah. um, he's always cool. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> AC pretty, always yeah, cool. It's ah! pretty cool. Uh, good. First off, when we were at the party this weekend for uh, AJ yes. for my uh, nephew, Engage. everyone thought that the photos that AC is posting is current, so people are congratulating. <laughs> yes, <me>. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Which was hilarious, and I'm like, yeah, it's- uh, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I felt the way about <laughs> were you this. Pissed? I felt the way about this. So everyone's Mike congratulating I, me. Right, we're walking by each other. We're, we're dapping each other up. You know, showing love. It's always family when you know we're all together. Great time. But nobody said, Dave, you look great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody, yeah. everybody was going up to Michael saying, Michael, this is. I mean, I can't believe this. You know, you're really no snooze. Like this is 
this is just incredible. You know, you've been able to do this. Kind of an insult, though, because I must have looked so bad that people were like, <laughs> wow, you look incredible. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, th- yeah, this weekend we, we had a, a very nice time. It was very nice to get together with the girls. That's you know, great. the girls um, had, kids had, a, are out of control. had a great time. But, uh, you know, we were talking off air and I was holding G and, you know, I, I forgot like how fragile the neck is. Yeah. You know, like, like she almost, yeah, she almost did a little bobble on me. Yeah. Um, whereas like Callie, I'm like throwing her around yeah. and Livy, you know, Livy warmed up to me. So she did. Finally. She, she was loving me. Yeah. She loves you. She gets, she's scared because she's like, I don't know if it's an animal Monster. or an uncle, you know, Monster. Um, but uh, AC put me on, obviously during the cut, like a two hour workout. I had like an hour of working out and then like an hour of cardio. So once the baby came, I'm like, listen, we just need to survive like these first two months. Drop me to the most efficient 30-minute workout you can do. That's cool. Right? So he gave me a lot of like hit workouts every minute on the minute. Turns out I was doing it to some people who may not understand. High intensity intensity interval interval training. I still don't understand it. Well, so the science behind that is to really get your heart rate. Big science. Get your heart rate really skyrocketing, right? Then it comes back down. But the... uh, metabolism speeds up over an extended period of time when you're doing hit training like orange theory fitness yeah they pride themselves on the science behind after your workout you're still burning calories yeah. so that's exactly what hit does for you so he was doing a combination of that then like every minute on the minute you ever yes. do those imams apparently i was doing them wrong because by the time i was done with the psych the, it was already minute two the super <laughs> yeah it was like a minute 10 and i'm like <laughs> wait do i wait till two minutes and start again he's like no on the minute you restart the cycle yes. and i'm like that makes no sense because then i wasn't finishing well how many reps was taking he gave me a lot of reps but how many 10? i had to do five pull-ups 10 push-ups 10 dips and then five um uh devil presses oh, that's like, a lot yeah yeah so yeah, i'm like and the second devil press i'm like i gotta stop, <laughs> I gotta and start stop. Doing <laughs> so it was funny because i text him like hey dude i crushed today blah, blah blah he's like you're not doing it right you can't wait <laughs> to the next minute i'm like i thought that's what i meant every minute on the minute yes but if i pass the minute i'm not on the minute so it'd be <laughs> the next minute so anyway he got me in the short workout and then i text him like all right listen i have i've been able to get an hour consistent every day or not every day but you know five out of seven days per week now because, you know, I'm finding more time. I have a routine. The kids are in daycare. So get me back to like an hour workout. And I want to and I want to do strength and I want to go bear season. I've been sticking to the uh, the diet loosely. Like I would say I'm at you're an 80-20 guy, right? I'm probably at a 60-40 right now. But my 60 is pretty perfect. Like it's literally the crock pot, rice, potatoes. Like I'm doing the same thing. I have my pork shoulder. I got my chicken thighs and then possibly a, like ground beef. Very basic. And everything's nice prepped. Uh, long story short, I like want to get strong and build the muscle, and then going into next year, like everyone does, then di- then dice up. You know what I mean? Yes. Um. So I'm kind of in bear season right now. Uh, I if you saw me with my shirt off, I sent. I'm at about two oh eight. You sent me a great video. Did I send one? Me and Frank. Oh, for, yeah, with Frank. <laughs> uh, so I'm at like two oh eight, which is good. At my lowest, I was one ninety five. My probably peak physique. It's Jesus. probably like at 203, you know, shout out to Connecticut. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm pleasantly surprised on how I got through this last three months and feel like I didn't lose a lot of progress as far as strength, aesthetic. I see, still see some abs, like a slight ab, but I feel like the rest of my body's starting to fill out. Mm-hmm. And the initiative for bear season, the main things are shoulders and calves. Gotcha. I see a little bit of calf. 
in my. I post. saw that too. Did you see yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah. little yeah, peeking out? I, saw, I love the chicken emoji, dude. I have such that's, skinny legs. That's incredible. I've never noticed. I think you beat yourself up a little bit more than maybe because my upper upper body is just, just so, so big. Yeah. No, but I don't think you look that small. Like I don't think your legs are that small. They look small, man. I don't no, know why. I don't. Know. They just go like this. <laughs> they just go like this straight. Yeah. It literally looks like a. It looks like someone made a um, snowman. And then just put two <laughs> sticks as legs. It just goes like a lollipop. <laughs> Good shot. Um, no, but I've been enjoying it. It's been my sanity. Uh, you know, we're getting close to the renovations being finished. Finally, nice. phase one. We got the heater in the basement finally for the lower level playroom. What now, movie is this? Hit him with the heater. Hit him with the heater. That is Rookie of the Year. Oh, close. Sandlot, yeah, you're yes, right. CV, that's right. The uh, heater, see, the heater, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a great part. You're not a movie guy. You got me on that one. <laughs> uh, but no, it's been good. I'm uh, excited for. I mean, it wasn't too hard. He only watches like three movies. So <laughs> yeah, he's got only three solids. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know the quote from the movie. I just it was Titanic, Eight Mile, A Bronx Tale, and The Sandlot. There you go, four. <laughs> uh, one in four chains. Yeah. Are you? I'm excited to go into the holidays. Having a little bit of consistency back and knowing that, like, I can eat like an animal one day out of the week and not worry about it. Well, I mean, you're going bear season, so. Bear season. Just eat like a bear. Do you go bear season ever or are you just kind of, you're just boring? I mean, yeah, I'm just boring. I just stay the same. Yeah. I guess that's good, too. But you hammer pizza, so it's like you do go bare days. But it's not. So I I believe, and we'll talk about this later on in the episode, with my consistency consistency and then intensity, right? There's different times and different seasons that my intensity rises, Mm. but my game plan where I tend to separate myself from people is the longevity of the consistency. Mm. Mm. Because most people will stop at some point, you know what I'm saying? And I just never stop. So my thought, and tell me if I'm on the right track, is I like that as well, where you can increase the intensity, but have a kind of a base level, where your base level, it seems like your base level has risen yes. to a very, uh, like a lot of people can't do it, right? My base level is getting better, but the base level is there so that I can adjust the intensity depending on the need. Right. So obviously in the summer when you're in the pool, you want a different physique than in the winter when you're trying to stay warm. You know, and be cuddly for your kids. I just have a different thought process. But I'm not saying I'm going to get like. I understand. I'm I'm saying it's going to be efficient in the sense of like building muscle is easier when you try to bulk a little bit. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to have that same like, you know, tightness. Yes. Which at the end of the day, if I'm not changing my my pants size, then it's okay. Yes. That's how I'm calibrating. If I don't have to completely get new outfits, then I'm within the right bear season bulk. Right. Okay. I'm not dirty bulking to where I'm going to do like my 260 days. <laughs> Think about that. I went up to boy. 260. I've been down to 190. That's crazy. That's a problem. That's a 70. <laughs> that's a 70 point swing. That is big. That is big. Um, so, yeah, that's my thought is like, all right, well, don't be at 10%. Just be at 10% if it's hard. Mm-hmm. Like if that was my base level, then great. If you can keep it up, great. But it's not. So what can I maintain through the winter but also make progress in the strength so that next time I'll have more muscle to be able to do a nice tighter cut right? because with more muscle, you burn more calories, right? Absolutely. It's building. Yeah. I'm trying to keep building on it mm-hmm. to the point where people are like, whoa, <laughs> what happened to that body? Just like everybody's ears when, when Mike yeah. just said that. I keep them awake. Um, business too, right? Like I, I think yeah, um, same concept. It, it's the same same exact com- concept. And last, last week, I think we just touched on like the concept of separation season. 
right? So I figured, you know, the next topic to that is basically learning how to distance yourself from, you know, competition in general, but just a, what? Sorry, you just reminded me. I almost accepted a food challenge. Oh, boy. Sorry, ba- finish your bear- thought because I'll talk about it. No, go ahead. You go there. All right, you want to, mm-hmm. before we dive into the main. So, so a guy, there's a place in town called Wild Acre Rotisserie. Did you see the guy on Barstool who ate 40 rotisserie chickens for 40 days straight? No. Okay. Guy did 40 rotisserie chickens 40 days straight. I can do that. And on the 40, that's what I was thinking. On the 100%. 40th day straight, it was like this big event. And he had a table set up, and there was like hundreds of people watching him eat a rotisserie chicken. Wait, he had to eat it in one shot? No. I don't know the logistics, but apparently he ate a full rotisserie chicken for one day for 40 days straight. So I think he could do it throughout the day. Okay. So, and and what type of chickens are we talking about? Because I hammer- Good question. You know what I mean? The, like, the rotisserie chicken- I hammer rotisseries r- by myself. 100%. So a local guy, as a promotion said- if someone eats 41 rotisserie chickens 41 days in a row, which it would end on New Year's Eve, because this was a week ago, uh, we'll cover the cost of the chickens. It's an expensive chicken place. It's like $30 a rotisserie chicken. Oh, wow. And a year's worth of food the following year. Why wouldn't you do that? So I called AC, and I said, AC, can we work in a full rotisserie chicken into the diet for 41 days straight? He was like, wait, wait, wait what? <laughs> To his credit, he was down. He's like, we can make this work, et cetera, et cetera. And then in my head, I'm like, oh, this is what I do. I get sidetracked. Man. I'm trying to build a business. I have to say no. So I'm maturing because okay. old Mike would have been like, I'm in, and then I wouldn't have been focused on building my real estate business. Right. You would have been the chicken guy with the correct with a logo behind you. So if it's still on the table. Videos. When we're in a chicken dinner, if you want to go for it, I'll, I'll hook you up. I'll do it. I can do. I that. don't know what the logistics are, though. That's what I said to the guy. There's got to be some more, like because I don't know if you have to eat it there. If you can send me the chickens ahead of time, and I can meal prep them. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then like, do I have to film myself eating these chickens? Like, <laughs> Probably. Right. I Every mean, day. Right. Right. So <laughs> do I have to it's... go there to eat the chickens? Well, because they're given a big like that's a lot of money for a year. Find so out. So they're they're gonna. I'll connect you. With I could be the chicken guy, which also turns back eggs. to don't chickens lay the eggs. Chicken or the egg. There you go. Anyway, sorry. That was a, <laughs> a side topic. I thought you'd be proud that, was that good. I said no. I like that. Um, but yeah, so you know, just in terms of, of business, I, as I was thinking again after that conversation about separation season, I circled back to like our team and kind of what we're doing on a professional level and where most people take their foot off the gas like we're gearing up to do some like really incredible things from now until the end of the year right we have a um we have about 30 schools colleges and universities that are coming into town which used to uh be held at the westchester county center so it was like this really really big event and we actually took it over in one of our town facilities so that's all that's going on right so we brought like a whole bunch of uh, attention during a time where you know kids are going on break but the thing is, we want to still remain relevant going into the year. And then we also have our tour, which CV heads up. Um, we do two of them every single year, and it's a uh, college tour. You've you've been mm-hmm. familiar yeah. with the past. Um, but we send you know three staff members, and what do we got? Forty kids CV this year. Where are you guys going? Um, CV, get on the mic, please. Talk to us. We are going to Springfield College, the University of Massachusetts at Amherst. Zoomass. We are going to be going driving down to Rhode Island Ooh. and to Brown University, Johnson and Wales. You got any seats open? Fin- yeah, sure. I'll take it. And finishing where? And finishing up in Boston for the Suffolk School of Law. Sick. You see how I That's left? That's a great tour. I left Bryant University off. Yeah. So Next one we could do. We could do Bryant, Bentley. 
If we go we to Bentley, me and Frank will go. Yeah, we're we're local legends. Oh yeah, Bentley. Yeah, I forgot. You're also a local legend. <laughs> we didn't they thought, go there, they but thought, we're legends. They thought Mike and I went there. Uh, Bentley University. We got expelled. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard the story, but I used to bust uh, Jay Westroll's ass in basketball. Uh, he happened division, to be division two player, two of, the player year. of the year. You know, got worked by by me and Horse. So I don't know. Just saying, that was a funny story. It was impressive. Um, <laughs> you know, so that that's just something that kind of sparked the conversation because a lot of people, just even our staff in general, they want to take vacations, and you know, it's great. It's family time for sure. But we still have to make sure that on a business level, we're performing at a high level. And I think this adds to the conversation of being a department, even in a archaic environment with local government, uh, to where we we continue. To separate ourselves from the competition, right? And competition in general, I like people. I think sometimes get it misconstrued as a negative thing. Um, I think you need to know your competition, but at the same time, you can't compare yourself to the competition because most likely, I think too often, even this is I'm guilty of this as well. You see somebody at a very high level, and you only attach your perception to that high level, and you forget about the journey and the hard work that it took for that person to get to that level. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right? And, yeah. and I think that's a big misconception because when you focus on comparing yourself too much to the competition, then it could be a downfall. But I think you do have to know your market in any industry that, that you're in. Mm-hmm. Right? What do, you, what do you think about this? Yeah, I think the question I have asked myself of late is like, what separates you? Why would they use you over someone else? Right. That's like the main question I come back to. I'm at a different kind of stage where I'm starting from scratch again. And, um, you know, we just uh, added a team member um, in, as the back end. I think we were talking about last week. That is my uh, kind of uh, organization lead that is going to be heading up my database, transferring all my clients in, all my mailers, like someone to really head that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, my separation is going to be organization in the new year. Um, but I'm at a phase where I got to survive. Like I got to get the the plane off the ground. Yep. Right. Like you can worry about getting the plane into the the higher atmosphere when you're up. But phase one's like get it off the ground. Right. Um, but the things that I acknowledge that will separate me not only from the competition, but myself in the past is I've looked at what's worked and I looked at what are things that work for most people that I have done very little of mm-hmm. um, and how can I implement them in the new year? Cold calling. People hate it. I actually don't mind it. I don't mind just kind of calling around and just having conversations yep. and BSing. And I've been in situations where I it's a game for me to see if I can make them like like me, um, where I've gotten on the phone to people like who are really mean. And then by the time we hang up, I'm like, all right, I'll talk to you later. Like, you know, yep. I think it's a fun thing to do. Um, and again, in the past markets, which we've talked about, there's no time for that. It was literally, here's your deal. Go get it. Yep. Um, so I, I acknowledge that in this new year i think people are shutting down already for the end of the year because we've had the the crazy previous couple years and i'm acknowledging that if you can put in the work now it'll translate to listings and business in the new year um and you might not see a lot of fruits of that labor because a lot of people are not focused on the sell side Mm -hmm. uh but when they are if you're hanging around you've been prepared then you'll be able to capitalize on the the back end right so the big things for me separating are going to be like the cold calls um, the follow up and then the, uh, like the mailers just staying in front of people and keeping the content, you know, coming out. Cause in the past I've been known to just kind of punt it until the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do want to have your team and people get that breather, but if you can do enough before then so that you are allowed, you can take a week, a couple weeks, like it's not the end of the world for, 
I'm going to keep purring along because I want to keep the cadence going. But the team can take a little breather as long as you're pushing things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yes. So Uh, love that. Well said. Yeah. What do you think? uh, What do you think is like the trick to being competitive, but not getting caught up in uh, judging yourself against other people? Because there is a I mean, yeah. there is a healthy dose. Absolutely, of course. I mean, I, and again, I think you should visualize the competition, but you can't get too focused on it. Um, a big thing, and I'm trying to I'm trying to think on a, a scale of what you're doing now, building a brand new business versus. Well, you know, it's hard because I've done it for so long, so right. I have that ego of like, I've been in it ten years, like right. I know what I have to do. Right. But it's a different endeavor where I'm like, all right, that's worked in the past, but if I want to take the next step, I can't do the same stuff. Right. Correct. Um, but again, I want to try to cover the basis of somebody just jumping into business, even mm-hmm. though you've been in the business for a long time, versus you know somebody who sits in a position to where our organization has been established established for fifty years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and one of the biggest things that I think can separate um, you from the competition is is being able to have a unique relationship both with your clients and then also you know your your team underneath you. You know, there's when it comes to your team. Uh, something that that I've always tried to focus on is like asking people versus telling people things. You know, it's it's a, a big uh, it's a fine line because you know even as a a boss, a manager, a leader, there's a time and a place to tell people, but the way you deliver that message needs to be more of like a, I'm asking you to do this versus I'm telling you to do that type of thing, right? Um, I think for anybody across the across the spectrum, the speed of your response. Right. Especially when it comes to clients, if it's sales, like we do, we, we do, we do sales as well. Right. And uh, it's a different kind of sale because, you know, we are generating revenue, but we're still selling programs, activities, mm-hmm. services that go on throughout the town. So in speed, of, in, in the speed of your response, you know, if somebody calls you, you made a really good point that I think it was Adam's dad that said, listen, always make it a point to even just pick up your phone if you can. Right. But even if you can't do that, you know, can you send a thoughtful response the following day, right? If somebody's inquiring about something, how long does it take for you and your team to get back? I think for us in in local government, people expect long uh, response times. 100%. Right? 100%. So like we really pride ourselves on any call that comes in. Um, you know, my secretary gets it that day and she delivers it to that person and that person is responsible to make that phone call or follow up, right? But then it's on the management side of things to make sure that our team, is that's the expectation, right? So that, that's just something that I think no matter where you are in business, the speed and the response time is something that you can never lag on. So yes, you can be negative about like, oh man, you know, I'm, I'm down on myself. I don't really believe in myself to build this business. But if you're taking care of the things that need to be taken care of on a day-to-day basis, you're still building towards mm. the competition. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. it's, a, it's a shift of, of focus. Um, and then I think your, your collaboration, like for, for you, you do, you do an extremely great job at um, collaborating with other individuals that expose you, right? We try to do the same exact thing. And, and by exposing, I mean expose you in a positive light. Um, collaboration, there's a, there's a saying, it says collaboration over competition. Mm-hmm. Right. Or community over competition. But when you're collaborating on a high level with individuals, even if you're just starting out versus being an established organization, that is a, a, a leverage point. Right. So that's a way that you're showing that you still have really great relationships along the way. But you just have the unique ability to be able to collaborate with people in your same industry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, the answering the phone thing. It's funny. Once we talked about that, it's a simple thing. Mm-hmm. But it is a thing that now people usually don't answer the phone. Yep. When you call, like when you call customer service, what do you usually get? 
Um, like a robot. Yeah, it's a it's a fake. Yeah, yeah. One for this, two for that. Yep. So I think people like it's like my mailers. I think when you get a piece of mail that's not junk mm-hmm. and there's actually some substance, some substance behind it. Yeah, it's even more appreciated now. So when you answer the phone, they hear a warm voice. Hey, how you doing? This is Mike. Yep. Oh, hi. I didn't expect anyone. Um, yeah, I'm thinking about going. All right, cool. When are you available? It's even more so now effective than it was in the past because right. everything's text now. So like I've thought about that. And then ever since we've talked about that today, I was listening to I I spoke about this too, like separation. I'm trying to stay really focused on real estate. So I try to listen to this guy, Tom Ferry. He's a coach. A lot of the big firms use him. You know, some of the stuff is rah, la la rah, rah. But some of the little tidbits I really enjoy, and there's little um, stories of other agents where things have worked. So this woman today was talking about how she started her company, and it was really tough in the beginning, and she was just seeing a ton of open houses. And then one day she got a call that she won. A, the woman called her, and she answers, hey, how you doing? The woman goes, oh, you just won our grand prize from coming for coming to our open house. Mm-hmm. She goes, oh, what's that? She goes, $6,000 worth of free gas. And wow. she was like, wow, that's amazing. That's like. <laughs> And then the woman who called her goes, I'm just so happy you answered. She goes, why? She goes, well, you're the fourth person I called and the first three didn't answer and you answered. So you win. And that's like a great story of like, just by answering the phone, you, you could not say it's going to happen. Maybe you're, you're not getting the call because you're just not answering. Mm -hmm. Right. Like when opportunity knocks, do you answer the door? Yep. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, it's not the right person, but the one time. Wow. That's a good story. Um, I'll share something that I basically learned through one of the biggest organizations in the world in Nike, mm-hmm. right? There was a, a hum- the pride was always in taking care of your existing customers, mm-hmm. which is different because a lot of the mindset in business is to attract new sales. Yes. Right. It's a uh, lifeline. Uh, Keep right. the pipeline full. A hundred percent. But the difference maker is actually taking care of your current customers. Retention. Because of the retention. Right. You're much more likely to have somebody speak well on your behalf if they've bought from you. Right. So if that person, if you're going off of referrals, your focus, yes, it should be on attracting new business at some level, but you should always be following up with the people who you've done business with to maintain and to grow those relationships. Because the deeper the relationship goes, I think the deeper the uh, business relationship gets. And there's a, the whole concept of like the social proof is way more effective in sales than the, uh, I forget what the alter version of it is, but basically if Claudio tells you this is a great camera, it's much more effective than Sony saying this is a great camera. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Because they trust, the trust level is way higher yep. with the person versus the company. Right. Um, and I'll, I'll say this, I mean, you know, even... I, when I said that about Nike, I really think of you as well because, you know, we had a, a very established relationship and friendship where you could have kind of taken shortcuts along the way. And this was prior to Mike, obviously, just really focusing in on Greenwich, Connecticut. Um, but you did everything at the highest professional level possible, right? Because you saw, yes, I, I was one of your best friends, but I think you also understood like, you know what, I'm going to put my best foot forward and treat this person the same way that I would treat somebody that I've been doing business with for 40 years. Yeah, you right? try. Because, well, yeah. but 100%. I mean, yeah. your, your response time was great. Your follow-up was great. Um, anything that you did was on the, on the best interest of your client's behalf, which was myself. Yeah, the, you know? the, I appreciate it. Thank you. The, That's a Google I, review for you, by the way. Yeah. Uh, shout out Michael Pirelli, Grand Real Estate. Go follow. I'm sure that you find this with people. It's like you, if you start from being like you actually are invested in them being successful in whatever they're doing and like it being, you know, 
beneficial for them and good for them, yes. then everything becomes easier because you're comfortable with all your decisions and recommendations because you know you're just telling them with your – you could differ in opinion, but in my expertise, I think this would be a great place for you because of X, Y, and Z. Right. And then you could say, well, Z is not something we care about, so uh, we really don't want it, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But as long as you're operating and your intention's right, that's made everything easier because, yes, some things won't pan out right. and they won't work and you know someone will buy something that's not the right fit for them because of a, something unforeseen. But if you're acting in a, a, a place of um, – if you're acting from a place of just generally like trying to service them, it makes everything else easier. And you're, you more so want to follow up and see how things going because it's not just a transaction, right? right? Like – we just did a couple leases yesterday and I literally like follow up with people I'm like, hey, how are you making out? Like it sucks because if something's wrong, like then I'm going to be running around trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. But I'd much rather know because if it goes unknown and they never text me because I don't want to bother Mike, he's probably busy, but this heater isn't, you know, the heat's not working or whatever, then I'll feel bad that you never even asked me. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's unfor- not unfortunately, but you almost have to assume that people aren't going to text you. Like you have to assume that you're going to have to be the person to initiate everything right? because you can't wait for someone to follow up with you because everyone's busy, mm-hmm. right? So it's like you're in charge. You got to think of it as like I'm in charge of their their uh, sanity and happiness within the real estate world. right? So anything referred to that, I need to be on top of it for them as like an advisor, you know? Yes. So, um, And that's a, that's a certain style, right? And I think I, I – um... I pride myself on having a very unique style, especially when it when it oh, your, comes to your style is very unique. When it comes to, to business and and in life in general, right? And I think it's a very good way that I've been able to separate myself from any level of competition because there's people that are way higher than I am, way more successful, you know, doing way better than I am that I strive to be, you know, one day. But at the same time, I I really, you know, focus on a unique style. Um, and I think if you're trying to create that sort of separation, what makes you unique, right? I mean, we hear it all the time, but yeah, there's seven or 8 billion people in the world, but you're still very unique to yourself, right? So if you're just walking around trying to copy individuals, which I actually did for a long time, so I'm, I'm guilty of that as well. But now I take pride in, you know, being able to still connect with the college kids and talk to them on that level, but then being able to go to high level politicians on a, a local state level and, you know, have a professional conversation, but they still can see the merge, yeah. right? And even with, with the staff, like, you know, I, I think if you, uh, this is another tip as well, but if you show that you genuinely care for your people mm. outside of the clock, yeah. right? And by the clock, I mean, you know, whether you're physically punching a clock or you're just working throughout your workday, if you're in some level of uh, management or you're just looking to, you know, be a separator amongst people around you, right? It's the follow-up. Like if I have an employee that's sick, right? I shoot them a message like, hey, how are you feeling today? Like, yeah. I know you're out sick, you know? And that's the stuff that goes a long way. If somebody's out on a pregnancy leave or somebody's, you know, family member died, yeah. you're not obligated to do that in business, but it's it's those little things that over an extended period of time, people can really understand that you genuinely care for them outside of the business. So you're kind of giving me osmosis and I've been stealing things, not even really knowing until I like look back and I'm like, oh, this is a Dave thing. <laughs> so we recently, <laughs> Dave thing. no, it's funny because like we talk so much and you know how it is, like some stuff mm-hmm. you actively retain right? and then some stuff is subconsciously retained and yes. then you just implement it because it's like you heard it and it just made sense. Yes. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. 
so long story short, we everyone's back from like, you know, my videographer for the real estate stuff and the food show uh, just got married. He went on a honeymoon. So we hadn't talked for like three weeks because I'm like, I'm not going to bother him. Like, let him do his thing. Like, it's great. I'm here when he gets back. Uh, my vi- my food person, I'm like, listen, take a little breather. Um, I'm doing all this paperwork and filing all this stuff and just getting organized. So like, there's not much for you to do other than we'll do a shoot once a week and it'll be 30 minutes. So she was like kind of not, um, I don't know what the word is. Like she wasn't taking a break, but I wasn't on her as much Mm -hmm. because there wasn't so much to do. Um, and then I added this other team member. So I started to do this week would meet with them independently for an hour each and it started with how is everything going? Like, how's I know you have a lot going on. Like, you know, is there anything I can do to help? Like, non business. And then I'm like, all right, like now that we're all back, this is the game plan for moving forward. But if you start from a place of you genuinely like, care about their sanity mm-hmm. and if they're happy and stuff, then it makes everything else easier. Yes. 100%. Because then when you request something, and to your point, it's not like requesting, it's asking. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, what do you think? Do you think we can do this? then it becomes an easier conversation because you are you understand that I have your best interest. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Right. But I'm still like, we're still friends. Like I don't, I don't work with anyone that I don't like, mm-hmm. you know, because I can choose. Yep. So that's been a fun thing that we've done that I think has been very helpful. Those are your one-on-ones. My one-on-ones too, because like I have, a, I'm creative. When I get in the room with other creative people, then creative shit happens. Look creative stuff happens, but nothing gets organized. <laughs> right. So that's what I really acknowledge now Focus is like on. you gotta get organized so that you can execute on the creativeness. Um but I'm another side of my note, I'm good. definitely not separated yet for no. what I want to do. I've taken this opportunity to then retool so that there can be a a separation that is more distinct. And the level that I'm going for, which I'm not there, I just like to kind of paint the future picture, is I want to almost become the concierge for my clients versus just your real estate agent. When I say concierge, I mean like your Greenwich, like connect. Like, if, where can I get a good cigar in Greenwich, Connecticut? Yeah. Where can I get a bite to eat? Right? Is that what you're talking about? Bite to eat. Uh, all right, I need a HVAC guy. I need a cleaner. Whereas literally, like, listen, I got it. You call me. It's done. Like, it's a matter of like the next level of that, and then also like. One of my clients did a really smooth thing. Me and Dana had our first night out in a while, and he sent a bottle of wine to me because he knew I was going to eat there. there. And I'm like, that those little touches, cost-wise, not crazy, right? You, If you have the relationship with the food place, it's just the level of organization mm. and detail has to be so dialed in that you don't forget to do that, that your systems, your back end, your, your, your triggers – are automatic. Right. So it's like, oh, I know these people just got married. Like, send them this. Mm-hmm. Right. And you have, it's a matter of setting up the systems to execute it. But that level of detail is the separator where, yeah, you could use another agent. But like, remember Mike sent us a bottle of wine? Like, we weren't buying anything. He just thought of us and, you know, he knows we like this wine and he, he even knows we like Pinot Noir. He sent fucking Pinot Noir. That's crazy. That's good. And then I like when people think like that's, yeah. that's a crazy detail to know. Mm hmm. That's I'm not there. Right. But I see that that's where I want to go. Mm-hmm. So now it's like the frustrating part is the thing that I get frustrated about is I see that and I'm like, that would be awesome. But it takes so long to get there. Right. And you need to do the work to get there. To get there. But I'll, I'll um, I guess, jump in on that and give you the uh, an example of the very first step that I can remember 
Um, and again, when you're going through this, like when you're 13, 14, 15, 16 years old, caddying on a golf course, obviously I'm not thinking in this type of mindset. Yeah, yeah. Right? But something that I did to develop those relationships with the golfers, because it was all about the money, right? You yeah. get what's called out the door, which is your $50 fee for the bag. So that's out the door, right? You're, that's the minimum that you're going to make. But then it's all about tips. It's all about the relationship. So I was like, what the hell could I be doing to try to make more money? And like, I don't want to be talking to these guys, you know, and bothering them during their golf game. But something that I came up with was on the um, on the back nine, right? So there's 18 holes on a golf course. On the back nine, I made it a point to ask one question per hole, right? Mm-hmm. Something about their family, something about the club that's in their bag. Nine times out of 10, the good golfers, right? And all of them were really good back at Westchester Country Club. Sure. They have different patches on their bag. So yeah. like you can, you get a sense of their interest, right? Yeah. Or if their kids uh, went to a uh, Hofstra University, right? They would have a Hofstra thing over the driver. Yeah. So there were things that I was picking up that I was like, oh, this is it. The second I started doing that, it became my foundation to literally becoming the number one caddy in that caddy yard. How do you record? How did you remember the details? Did you write it down? Remember what details? Like the the answers. What do you mean? Like the names, like, oh, uh, my kids go to Hofstra, their names are the X and X. Did you no, get to that so, level? No. So, well, the names, yeah, I guess that, and and I was strategic about it being on the back nine because I allowed the front nine to play out, right? You have to, you, you got to let them loosen up a little yeah. bit. I had a thing. I didn't want to bother them the first couple holes. So actually a tactic that I would do would give them distance. I would put the driver on the actual tee box and I would go four caddy. When you go four caddy, you're going into the, basically the middle of the fairway to make sure you can see the balls and you don't lose them. See if they shank them. Right. Exactly. Right. Just to, just, just to make sure. But then after that, you let the foursome, because there's usually four golfers that we would go out with. They would talk the first couple holes. Then they start drinking a little bit. Now they're getting a little bit loose. So it was always on the turn. They would give us a hot dog or something like that. That would be the time that I knew that I had two hours or an hour and a half until we finished the round that I can really try to work these guys over. Kind of the primacy effect, too, because you're at the end. So they remember how much they liked you while they're thinking about giving you a tip. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, there was a, there was a time that I do remember I would have my cell phone even with the, with the names and stuff. If yeah, there was yeah. something with names, I would jot it down, something really important, but for the most part, it's just small talk. And then the, the goal of that was to make sure, Hey, listen, man, you know, even if, even if you don't tip me, right. I, I didn't look at the money that you gave me. Can you just let Bobby know, you know, that I did a good job for you if yeah, you felt yeah. that way. Yeah. And they would, of course, and they would literally run right to Bobby and Bobby was the caddy master at the time. So he'd want to get you out more. I, and before I knew it, then I was randomly having 6 a.m. tea times with the owner of the Giants, John Mara, for the Should you we know, start for three years again? I need some cash. Uh, it, it's, you want cash? It, it's some serious cashish. Some serious cashish. Some of the most money I've ever made in my life. It's yeah. like clean, it's clean drug money. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm dead serious. You're literally making between $150 and $300 cash a day. On tournament days, you can make up to $1,000 in cash. Yeah. I just worked the turn and I was giving people uh, double cheeseburgers. I was making good just, money. Just sling and tell, tell them Mike made it. It's a lot of money at. Uh... But so before my, you know, my point to tie that back to Mike is before you can get to that level of like, you know, even understanding what somebody's wine interest is, right? You have to be able to develop these little habits along the way. So before I knew it, being able to have a conversation and looking back, all I did was a tactic of like, oh, let me ask nine questions over the course of an hour and a half and silly questions too, but it it just gets you comfortable with public speaking. And now look, now I'm in a professional role where I public speak. We have a professional podcast that we public speak and it all kind of ties in. So I think it's interesting to look back at at really what a step one for me was. And a note too, right? Like something I try to think about is um, being two birds, one stone on everything. So part of like, I was talking about wine. I enjoy wine. So I'm like, all right, well, I want to learn some more. 
because if I get a client who likes wine, I want to be able to deliver something or be able to refer them over to my sommelier at this place. So I'm like, all right, how do I do that? All right, let's make some content. Dana likes wine. Let's do a little wines day on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. We'll get wine. So like, I like to think of like, all right, I want to learn this thing. Is there a way that I can get there that's also creating content or creating some type of benefit on the way there? I have a question for you. Do yeah. you think going back to that whole topic of like multitasking, do you think that you're multitasking right from the jump and it might take away from even one of the things and one yeah. of the skills that you were trying to do? Uh, Yeah, it depends on what it is. But in a perfect world, so this is how I think about it. <laughs> Well, this, yeah, so I like I have to think about it. So so someone asked me that. They're like, do you think the fact that you have so many balls in the air takes you away from being like, you know, you'd be farther along? And my answer is, yeah, probably. But I think I enjoy all of it. So if I didn't enjoy it and I was doing it, it wouldn't be worth it. But for me, to, I don't. I would have burnt out by now, I think. If I, I was think all you're hard business, on yourself no too, fun. Though. I think you're very hard on yourself because what I you think, uh, you know, in terms of – you said you made a comment before that I wanted to, you know, kind of jump on your neck about is is you said, uh, you know, I don't feel like I'm separating myself from Not from yet. the competition yet. But the reality is how many 30 what 32 year olds? I'm 31. 31. Am 31 year olds. I don't even know how old. Are 31? I don't know. Yeah, I think you are 31. Am I 31? You just turned 32. You just confused the shit. I know. I'm so confused. Anyway, Dana was pissed by the clip by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so good. We talked about her age. Um, but how many 31, 32-year-olds do you know that really were able to build up the skill set and the confidence and, honestly, the financial stability and freedom to go out on your own? So, yes, you you are starting over at this yeah, point. Yeah, but anyone but can f- start no, a company. Dude, for you to take that leap of faith paired with all of the action that you've taken over the years, you just, just like me, right? Like we, we just want, we want more, we want more, we want more. And even during a slow season, if it's, if the market's bad, I know interest rates are tough right now. Um, it's still, you're still so much further along than you actually think you are. I agree. But in my, my roadmap, I'm so far behind on what I want to do. So that's hard. No, but (laughs) so the other thing, and you mentioned it, I just want to make a note. I think I've given my age too much power in the past Yep. when it was motivating, but now I'm 30, mm-hmm. right? I'm past 30. Yep. It's all the same. If you're 30, you're 80, you're all in the same game, right? Like we're playing Monopoly. If you're 30, you're 80? I don't know about that. They're all in the same <laughs> game. Big. You're like, you have colleagues that work with you that, how old are they? At 78 years old. Yeah. So if you're in but the same they're game. They're not the same as me. No, but I'm saying like, if you went to the NBA, right? And you're past your rookie season. People are like, all right, he's a player in the NBA now. There's no, they're young, they're old. The only time that comes into play is like if you're bad. Right. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So my thought was like, I got to stop even thinking about that. I have to measure myself. I know we're, you're not, you don't want to get discouraged by measuring yourself up, but I need to start measuring myself up against people who actually do a lot of business. That's called reality. Yeah. Right. So the reality of it now is like, all right, I'm on my own business. I'm going up against other businesses. Correct. So in that comparison, I'm not as anywhere close to like being a, a big player in the game, which is fine. I'm not discouraged by that. But you just started. I get it. But right? I'm saying the the goalpost changes and there's a level of reality you got to get to mm. to that is now beneficial. In right. the past it was beneficial because I'm young, I can learn like I, I remember thinking I'll give myself four years like education to figure this out. I can't quit for four years. You've mentioned this in the past, but um, I can't quit for four years, and let's see if I can make any money. But the the idea is not to make money in the beginning. The idea is to learn the business and see if I want to do this long term. Right. And then I got past that, and I was actually doing well. And I'm like, all right, this is what I want to do. And then now the next six years is to be independently 
uh, operate independently. You start as a male kid. Uh, you just start covering things for people. Then you become an assistant. Then you become a partner. Then you become, you know, the majority of your deals are on your own. Then it becomes, all right, can I do commercial? So like there was a uh, progression. And now that I'm like, all right, I'm going to start my own thing. Now it's basically from scratch, but there's no like, oh, he's learning. He's young. He's an assistant. There's time. It's you're the guy, right? right? Like there's no more. You're in the game. Score some points. Mm -hmm. That's the conversation I had with my whole team. I'm like. Now the idea we got to do a high level service, but we got to sell houses. Right. Like yeah, you know, not, yes, it comes back to the basic. But mm -hmm. you're in the game. You got through training camp. You made it through the college ball. You're in the NBA. If you don't produce, you're out. Right, right. That's yes. where I feel like I am, mm -hmm. and I like the pressure. But you definitely feel like that level of like, wow, here we go. Um, Does that make sense? Absolutely. Like when you got your promotion, mm -hmm. you're like, yeah, I'm the youngest, whatever. But at the end of the day, your what is your title again? Deputy commissioner. Excuse me. When you're deputy commissioner, they don't care if you're young or old. Right. Get the shit done. 100%. Right? So yes. that's what I'm saying. I get that. And I am of that same thought process. And it's great if you get it done well and you're young. That's a bonus. Right. Correct. But they're not going to let you F up right. because you're... Do you know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, but I think there's a, there's a, definitely a balance to it. Oh, yeah, yeah You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah. and the reality for you is, you know, forget the age. You've developed all of these skills, and now you just started this new endeavor with this business. So there is some time that you have to be real realistic with yourself of this is the foundation. Oh, yeah, point. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, yeah. All, that's all I was yeah, saying. Yeah, I'm not going to like quit after a month. Right. But the reality is, like, I want to get going. Like, Of course. 10 I years. Like, I got the history. Let's go. Mm -hmm. let's, shoot, let's shoot some baskets. Yep. We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at Orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NOSNOOZE30. Again, that's NOSNOOZE30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, my Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two-pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. This is something that's very typical of conversations that we have all the time, but I think the most important thing, if you're trying to separate yourself in any facet in your life, is the concept of being consistent. Mm, Most people do not want to be consistent. They really, they really don't. They like the idea of being consistent, but they don't want to perform at a high level all the time. Here's a big misconception. And I think a lot of people misconstrue consistency and intensity. Like I was talking to, to you before, right? People think like I have to be all or nothing. That's not consistency, right? Consistency is being, well, Mike's looking into the stars, that's me. I mean, but I'm consistency is being able to do things at a certain level, right? And yes, for the majority of the days, you want to do these things at the highest level. But the days that you can't perform at that highest level, you can't compare to that. You have to give yourself a little bit of flexibility and leeway to say, you know what? I'm just going to show up today and do the best I can that day. And a lot of people screw that up because they feel like, oh, well, if I wasn't the most intense version of myself, then I might as well stop. And that <laughs> and I'm telling you right now because it happens to me. 
But on the days that I don't even want to go, you know, for for this this business opportunity or this collaboration or something like that, I know that I don't have my most creative self. And I know that, you know, I, I'm just not my best. I'm not at my peak performance, but I give it the best that I can that day, because even though I had a shit sleep and I was up at two, four, you know, five, thirty, whatever it is with a kid, a dog, seven kids, it doesn't matter. I know seven kids is a lot, but the fact that you're able to separate, like, listen, this might not be my best of all time, but I'm going to give my best in that moment. Right. And a, and a small example of like looking at intensity, you make a dentist appointment, right? Going to the dentist is very intense. I got one next week. I hate it. Listen to this. I fucking hate it. That's it's very intense because you know, this is intensity, right? You know that you're going to the dentist, you know, the time, you know, the date, you know, the place, you know, exactly what they're going to do to you. They're going to go in your mouth and then you're going to leave there and your teeth are going to feel really clean. Mm. That's intensity, right? But if you're not consistent with brushing your teeth and taking care of your gums and doing that other stuff, it doesn't matter how intense you are in that appointment, your teeth are going to fall out and rot. That's That's why I'm getting veneers. <laughs> there you go. Final answer. But you, you you understand the concept of what I'm saying? Like yes, that's an yeah, intense yeah. example. Like you just can't be in the dentist every Consistency's day. Consistency's hard. It's hard. It's the hardest thing in the world, I think. Yeah. I don't think people are it's hard to be consistent. I don't think people people want to be consistent, but don't know how to be consistent. So you gotta figure out how to be consistent um, too. Hold you know? on. Consistency when you say it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to be consistently good. Yes. No, I think because it's hard it is to be very easy. It is very easy to be consistently bad. Bad habits are easy to be consistent with them because because they're lazy. Yeah, whatever. I, yeah, I so mean, think about but think you're about not, that. People aren't realizing that they're actually being consistent, right. bad, In a bad way. No, but I think it's hard to be consistent. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like for a good habit, it's hard to be consistent. Right. Just in general, though, it's hard to have the consistency. When just things pull at you, right? Of course, but the concept, right? And I, and again, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm no, just saying 100%, a hundred percent. But like to most step. people, right? We had a conversation last week about this cold shower, right? Most people will be of the mindset like, "Yo, this cold shower is stupid," and I agree. If that's all you're doing, then yes, the cold shower is absolutely stupid. By but the my way, intention, I did try to dip my toe in cold water. It was so cold. <laughs> my toe. I said again, nope. You said no. But again, my intention is not to be like, "Oh, I took a cold shower today." It's to be like, no. I made my bed. I hydrated. I hydrated myself. I said my daily prayer. I worked out. I took a cold shower. Right. So by right there is five things that now if I'm consistent, I'm going to develop a certain level of confidence to be great in any aspect. Right. Because if I'm hydrated, I'm going to perform level uh, p- perform great, not only physically, but mentally. If I'm eating good foods along, you know, throughout the day, if I'm on a diet, I'm going to perform better in business. Yes, it's going to add to my overall peak physique, but the the day-to-day of me doing those little things is not me being intentional on those little things. It's the long-term goal of, of accomplishing a high level of consistency, and the majority of the things that I do are adding to a bigger picture. So it's not just looking at the one little habit. It's starting with one habit and then being able to add on two, then add on three, add on four. And that's the real concept of little wins. The level. So do you think you should start at the worst case scenario for your day so that, you know, like in the worst case scenario, if I don't sleep, mm-hmm. yes. I know I can work out 30 minutes. See, I think you associate it to too much of of working out. Well, for me, that's where in the past that's been the hardest, the hardest thing, thing to change from because I was an all or nothing guy, and I got results. So, like people would argue me, be like, "I I got a six pack in two months." So, like I had something that worked, mm-hmm. even though it was wrong. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. So for me, I'll give you another example. Um, cold calls, right? So do I think like, all right, well, say I only have 30 minutes. I know I can get 20 phone, phone calls done. Do you start at like 20? No. So and then you start and lift it up? What? I think 20 is a lot. Well, cold calls. Twenty is not a lot of cold calls. Like you, they used to make us. Can you we, do that every day? Hunting. Here's yeah. a good. Here's a good example. Yeah. Here, here's actually. A, I if think you get an no sleep, to the question. Can you do it every day. Here's That's an answer to your question. Yes. I, so I think that you can dumb it down all the way to your worst case scenario. Yeah. That what you can and do. Lift it up. What can you accomplish every single day, regardless of what happens in your life? Ten pages of reading. A hundred percent. Right. Yeah. And for me, it is the concept of moving my body. Momentum. It doesn't matter if I don't sleep. Right. Because it happens a lot when you have children. It does. It happens a lot. Yeah. But for me, I know the concept of me moving my body doesn't only mean that I have to be dripping sweat and gave the most grueling workout. But at the end of the day, was I just able to just get on the Peloton bike and ride for 35 minutes? Was I able to just walk and do some cardiovascular uh, stuff to help my heart out that day? Yeah. Right? That's a day that I still feel accomplished even though like at the end of my workout i might be like oh there's like just a little bit of sweat but i actually just biked 10 miles so that is something that for our personalities i know you're dialed in with it it's something that i've had to consciously work on because i used to be from school of thought throw the baby out with the bathwater when i would do anything i'd be like all in and if something didn't work i'm like i'll come back to it and i'll go more intense that's the problem so it's like if you're chopping a tree in down. In my opinion. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. So it's like if you're chopping a tree down, you're like, all right, this axe broke. Like, I'm not going to keep trying to chop it. I'm going to throw it out, and then I'll come back with another axe in like a month. Right. Right? Like, mm -hmm. that's a terrible example. But the the whole concept in general of like, all right, well, that didn't work. I'm going to just try something new versus give it time to work. You know, if you can't get in the gym and do the perfect workout, do something, progress over perfection, that I'm not a perfectionist. So it's been weird for me to actually adopt the wrong mindset in the past and just be like, ah, even though I'm not a perfectionist. So it's mm -hmm. even weirder. And now that I'm more of like, oh, right, well, the workouts weren't perfect for the last three months, but I got in the gym. Like, and I, I was doing certain things that now that I'm back have helped me in dividends. And now right. I see that I didn't really pro digress that much. Mm -hmm. So it's been a, that's like that and or consistency and organization have been my two like things where I know that's going to take me to the next level, but it's the hardest thing for me to do because I'm, for whatever reason, my my personality, my creativeness, it pulls me away from consistency and pulls me away from organization. Right. Because they're traditionally a very boring task. And what, one of the hardest things, I, I think, and you have to come to this realization, just all of us do, there's so many days that like, you know, I will feel like unfulfilled. Yeah. I feel like it was pointless. I feel like it was worthless. Take take a stupid thirty minute walk, right? The take workout. A you're saying was uh, no. I'm just saying in general, right? Like even yeah, even throughout the day, like some wins. days don't feel productive for me. You know, yeah. it could be in business, it could be you know in the gym, it could be as a father. It it doesn't matter. But I just feel unproductive. But I make sure that I still do those little tasks along the way. You guys like the, the working out example, right? For me, my thought process is so dialed in to where even when I know that I feel like I had a shitty workout because I had shitty sleep and everything was just shitty, all I did was a 35-minute walk maybe, right? But now if I were to have 17 crappy days throughout the year and I walked every single day for 35 minutes, I look at that as 35 times 17, say I walk three miles 
three miles times 17. In the grand scheme of things, those 17 days, I still made some level of progress where most people get caught up in that moment of like, yeah, this is stupid. I'm not gaining progress in any facet. So I'm going to stop the activity altogether. Yeah. Uh, a hack that I use for feeling productive and feeling like you're making progress is a couple fold uh, learning. So couple fold. Think, is that bigger than twofold? What did I say? You said a couple fold. A couple fold. <laughs> Wait, so is that like this is twofold, I didn't but hear like myself threefold? Say that. This is a threefolder. <laughs> this is a threefolder. Uh, All right. I think of learning. So, like, if I had to go out into the market, am I more marketable? Do I know more than I did the day before? Right. Like, can I put a de- can I put a bigger deal together because I learned something new today? That's like a good one. Another one is I'm a real estate guy, as you know. So I think to myself, did my tenants pay off one of my mortgages? Did I pay off one of my mortgages? Am I getting closer to financial stability, right? Even even though the bank accounts are getting drained by starting this new endeavor, is it putting me in a position to make more money in the future? So like trying to readjust what you're looking at as progress, Mm -hmm. because uh, yes, I have those days where I'm like, I got nothing done. I feel like everything is like 70% done. Nothing got completed. Uh, there's more problems than answers. Which is only the case if you actually sat on the couch for 24 hours and did nothing. And even still, if you did that one day out of you know, yeah, you, 60 you say, days, resting, you're still so okay. My brain is getting <laughs> right. break. So it's all how you look at it, but I agree with you. But my hacks in the past of when I get overwhelmed, when I'm like getting down and doubting and negative, is thinking about the grand scheme of things and being like, did I have a great day with the family? Like, is my daughter learning something from me today? Is it, There's so many things that you can make. Make today count is like a mantra I think about constantly. And it's very hard for you not to make a day count. It's very hard because you can get down to the most little thing of doing prayers with your daughter. You know, you can do little things like, oh, today I figured out that she likes going to the store with me. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we did a new dance. She learned purple because you have these simple things or yourself. No, I learned what this meant. Like I, this, I watch this. This is different. I, you know, there's so many things that you don't know if they're going to be helpful in the future. But sometimes you look back and be like, "Oh, that little thing changed completely how I thought about things, and that's why I am where I today, where I am today." So it's you got to constantly talk to yourself and be positive, because it's very, very easy to be negative. Very, it is, it is, um, especially uh, when stuff's not going right. Right, because then you're like, "Oh, this deal fell apart. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, why even call the next person?" Like, when you let it affect your consistency, that's when it becomes a problem. And for me personally, I want to get to a place in my life that regardless of whatever is going on, I mean, paint the, you know, you can paint the worst picture in your own head. Um, I don't want it to ever take away from my progress in other areas. So even if that one area of my life is struggling, I don't want it to be. And then this is not a facade. This is not a put a mask on type thing. This is be so dialed into your discipline and your consistency that one facet of your life may not be going well, whether that's, you know, relationship, finance, friendship, whatever it is, fitness, I don't care. The other aspects of your life should not suffer because of it, right? Just because I had a bad business day doesn't mean that like I shouldn't be able to show up and, you know, read with my daughter. But you should you know. be realistic, and if there is overflow, is there something you can do to adjust that, right? Like, yes. if work is affecting your home life, mm-hmm. then it's like, all right, why is it affecting my home life? Is because my level of stress is through the roof. Can I adjust that? Like, So I think I agree with you, but at the same time, if it is, yes. you got to retool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I popped this. is just a feel-good story. So I got wind that um, there was this uh, senior that was involved in one of the town's programs, and she was 104 years old. Literally, so they had a little birthday celebration. There was like, uh, you know, some champagne, some hors d'oeuvres and stuff. So I pop in 
and I'm looking around and I'm like looking for like this disheveled woman, right? Like 104, you think like, you yeah. know, you, like you look old. Keeled over. And yeah. Like, like a like, raisin. <laughs> correct. So I said, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be rude, but whose birthday is it today? And she was like, me, right over here. And I walked up to her and I said, I, I, I'm so sorry, but I'm just taken back at like how incredible you look. Like I really expected. You think she was lying? She said, she said, you expected a really old woman. I said, no offense, you are 104. 104 yeah. But, you know, you don't look it. Like, you don't even look 75. And I said, what's the hack? And she was like, God doesn't age kind people. Oh. And I was like, wow. And she said, honestly, I'm kind to others, and I'm also kind to myself. I don't believe it. But I'm, I'm t- And she was so peaceful. And she had, literally, I thought they were spoofing. You think she's lying? How she she had 104 tagline. You should have took a picture and be like, I mean, how no, old is no, this No, 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 this is real. Like, this this lady is getting proclamations with the county. Like, she's she's old. And she drives herself. That's like, amazing. It's absolutely incredible. And literally, you ask her for her wisdom. And I said, I got to take you out. And she was like, I probably have a little more money than you. I'm 104. Uh, yeah, I'll take you better. out. She's <laughs> like Warren Buffett. Yeah, exactly. You should have went up to her and been like, can I get a copy of your birth certificate? Because really? I don't believe it. I'm telling you. I'll show you the picture. It's it's really incredible. Oh, maybe we could, you want to throw it in, yeah, TV? Yeah, please, because now I'm yeah. curious. Oh, it's it's crazy. Uh, so we'll throw it in the in the episode so you can actually see it. But just so a, feel, a feel That's good story. That's how you separate. I'll last people. Be kind. Right? It's a, it's a oh, real perspective. Uh, there was a, uh, maybe Janine, someone posted a uh, graphic of the time you spend with family, friends, uh, significant other, kids, very, very eye-opening. Like, it shows throughout your life. Oh, So, like, the first one is kids, and it literally goes like this, and then it drops off a cliff towards the end. And then it was, like, family, same thing, drops off a cliff. Um, Significant other actually goes up. Time alone goes way up. So, it, it basically, like, the message is, like, you know, have meaningful friends because you don't have that much time with them. Yep. Every time you see your parents, like, make sure you share it. It was very eye-opening. That's genius right there, though. Even the, even the thought process of, like, being the part of being alone goes up. Well, the visual of it is very impactful, which I, something that I'm thinking about with business is, like, delivering a message. There's so many ways to deliver a message, but sometimes a graphic like a picture's worth a thousand mm-hmm. words. Like that was so impactful because it shows like it just drops off a cliff. Right. Which then makes you feel like, wow, like, you know, I complain all the time about the kids and like, you know, it's tough and this is the hardest time and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, it's like, it's going to get a lot less time with them, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But you, and when you're in it, it's so hard to be level headed. Yeah, 100%. When you're in the tornado, it's hardest to keep your feet on the ground. But in that moment, really, it's all about just surviving the tornado, right? Is it, or is it enjoying the tornado? Nah, I don't see. I don't. I don't agree with that. Like, I don't. I don't enjoy the, the kids moments. are the tornado, though. A hundred percent. But I don't enjoy being thrown up on in that moment, right? But I take pride in the fact of someone well, listen, argue. No, but again, like, this, is, this could be the last time they throw up on me. Okay, well that's fine. But my perspective in that moment is like I'm not enjoying the process of you throwing up on me. But you're already crying now. Do I have the discipline to be able to try to calm you down during this chaotic moment, right? So it is about surviving, and then in a situation like that with my dog. Am I able to be the one that's going to bring her back to level? Right. Yeah. So it's it's all about the perspective of it. Or am I going to allow the bad meetings that I had and the shitty workout throughout my day affect? Oh, my God, this is another one. Am I going to slam the milk like Mike Pirelli? <laughs> That'd be a bad, bad dad moment. like Dave Regina in that episode. That is there a about. way to be <laughs> such a monk and so positive, not to be fake, but the person that people are like, nothing bothers them. They just do what they can do. 
and it is what it is, you know, and they're just, they, they have a positive outlook. They, they enjoy, like whenever I see them, I enjoy talking to them. They seem very like upbeat. Mm -hmm. I know it's easier said than done, but is there a way to get to that monk like just dialed in discipline of being happy and not taking things too seriously, even when things are serious and you have to deal with them. I'm not saying you don't cry, you don't do any of that stuff, but when given the opportunity, most of the time, consistently, you're like a happy person that just does what they need to do. And stuff may not go your way, but you're like, you know, I play I'm playing the game. I'm in the game. I'm missing jumpers. Nope. I'm getting blocked at the rim. <laughs> but I'm in. But I'm still in the but game. I'm still, I still look man. good in this jersey. Yeah. Um, is yes. there a way? So I think there is, but I also think it can't be 100% of the time. Um, and I do think that that same person that is striving to get to that level, there is a level of uh, realistic and uh, caffeine realism behind them. You know, yeah. like maybe that person chooses an outlet that when they're working out, they, you know, listen to something that puts them in the spirit of this is my outlet. Right. C bomb, so, baby. So maybe. Right. So maybe they do have some sort of outlet somewhere. I think there is, you know, a false sense of positivity these yeah, days as well. I need it. Though. But I think it's also very I think that's see through too. like I think people yeah, you got to be authentic who really aren't right, who aren't authentic in that. Um, you know, I, I pride myself on being a positive person. Absolutely. But I also really pride myself on doing the day to day things that I know lead to the lifestyle that I want. I pride myself on doing that really well. So I never want whatever's going, you know, south in my life to be the impact and effect because I still have so much more going on. You know, still got a long way to go, but yeah. that's that's the goal right there, I guess right? What you're saying. I guess happy's maybe not the right word, but like having fun with it, like enjoying it. You're seven you know? feet away from the microphone, see what you say. Yeah, I was giving I'm breathing heavy these days. <laughs> I you know what? I gotta get Yeah, he'll fixed. yawn right into the microphone <laughs> when he's not even talking. Well, because I'm so captivated by my co-host. He's doing <laughs> yeah. a great job. Uh yeah, it's something that I like it's frustrating because now that I'm aware of more things and conscious of it, it's frustrating to be reflecting on it while it's happening, not be able to control it. I don't think you have to do that. I don't think you I, like I don't reflect in that moment. I just know that I'm very like, cerebral, as you know. I like to overthink things in cerebral. I was thinking <laughs> Magneto. I would love to be him. It was just <laughs> is that a movie? Clickers. <laughs> what is that? Uh, oh, how do you separate God. yourself? Be the positive person that's like, all right, stuff's in the fan call Mike because nothing bothers him. He'll figure it out. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe when your wife's like, oh, you know, this, this baby's threw up. Oh, I got it. <laughs> just throw up. Just, you know? Yes. And I'm not good at that right now. And it frustrates me because in the past, I've been very, like, upbeat and, you know, I've gotten beaten down. The With that, though, I think people think success is pretty. Oh, it's dirty. I think success is ugly. Well, dirty's not a good word. It's I think it's ugly. It's a grind. Correct. I wouldn't say it's ugly because there's ways to be successful, mm -hmm. but it's a there was a quote I got when I started real estate. It said there's a lot of bumps on the road to easy street. Easy street, right. And it is the I don't think there's an easy street. I think it's just there's a thing that you never get to. But people will think your street is easy. People will look at you and be like, "Oh, you know, he had the easy rise up." And then that's also tough too, as the individual. If I'm on Easy Street, I don't give a shit. I'm saying, but even say what even you for want me, about right? Me. I, it, it, that's not a you thing. I'm saying yeah, like yeah. people will look at me and be like, "Oh yeah, like he's had everything, you know, gone his way. It's perfect. Like life is perfect. Like, yeah. yeah I mean, are you really in my day to day life? Do you right. really know what goes on behind the scenes, or are you just looking at the level of consistency and the way that I carry myself along the way? Yeah, but I'm guilty. I'm and guilty what? of seeing and the smile yeah. I put on. But I don't, I, do I smile I, often? I don't know. 
I no. think <laughs> I think I think everyone's no, guilty of generalizing though. Like I see an agent that's doing a lot of business, and I'm like, ah, what, what did they really do? They're lucky. But yeah. you catch yourself because right. you're like, no, they probably did a lot. They of probably work. did a lot. Yeah. And yes, that's something that I, I absolutely in the past I've was, was guilty now, of. Um, and yeah, there's all, you know, there are the feel good stories like we spoke about, but the majority of the people that are at that high level, they're probably there for a specific reason. And, and they've done it at a very high level for a long period of time. And you can be competitive like we talked about, but you don't have to discredit them. Correct. You can just take it for they do a lot of business. I and gotta, I can do that, too. Exactly. Right. It's not. What's the your boy Gary V? He says don't re, don't build the tallest building by knocking down the other buildings. Right. Just build the tallest building. Yep. And there's plenty of mountains. It's a good way to do it. It's a good way to look at it too, right? There's plenty of mountains. And everybody could be at the top. Even if they have an advantage, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Life's not fair. Yep. So it's like, yeah, they might have gotten hand fed these deals. So this is fire. This is motivating me right now. This is what the No Snooze Podcast is all about. You got anything else before I get to my favorite section? I don't even know what we're talking about. You got me all over the place. <laughs> I got a lot of caffeine yeah, right? in me. So this will bring us to my favorite section, Dave's Dime of the Week. Dimes, dimes, dimes. I can't wait to work out after this. I'm going to put up weights. Right? You see what I'm saying? This is motivating stuff. Back day. All right. I know you like quotes from Dave Regina. However, this one is from C.S. Lewis along the topic of just consistency in general. Michael Pirelli, I pitched this one to you, my brother. Isn't it funny how day by day, nothing changes. But when you look back, everything is different. So you might feel, right? <laughs> that Michael, Michael caught what I was saying to Hit him. Hit me with a dime. You might feel that the things that you're doing day to day really don't matter. Don't matter. Yeah, and I think day. everybody has that feeling. But when we look back, right? I'm 33 years old. When I look back even... Five, oh, yeah. ten I'm years ago. Then. I have to be 32. Yeah. Sorry, right. So go you're ahead. good. When I look back 10 years ago, my life is completely different than what I was back then. Right. But it's over a 10 year process of really focusing. Well, not even 10 years. Let's call it 28. Because at 28, I had my like life changing moments that kind of put me on this personal professional development. Um, in the day to day grind of things, even at work, you don't feel like you're getting anywhere. You know, but it's really taking a step back and looking like, wow, you know what? I did get through a 100% of the worst days that I've ever had. Isn't that interesting? Any death that you've had, any death you've had, any death I've had in my family, somehow we're here today right now. Yeah. We're not really thinking about that the second we wake up. You might have a, a memory of that person, right? But that death is like the, the worst thing that could possibly happen. So that's why I'm, I'm using that example. Yeah, game over. But you have already made it through every single bad day that you've ever had in your life. But in that bad day, it's a really bad day. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you have that bad life. Yes. Generalizing. Right? It's dangerous. So listen, hopefully this episode gave you some sort of value in terms of being able to distance yourself from the competition. And at the worst case, if you're watching on YouTube, at least your life's looking at us because right? we're good looking guys. That's that's what I think. Don't want to gas ourselves up. We still got to get CB on camera because I like the way it looks as well. <laughs> uh, make sure you're no snooshop.com. I think my credit card might have got inclined for one of them because I canceled oh it. So <laughs> I'll switch it. If it's active still, which it should be, go to no snooshop.com. That's so good. Um, hey, transparency. Listen, happy holidays to everybody as we're in the thick of this beautiful December. holiday season. It's very nice to see because I feel like, you know, the first two years after COVID, um, it's, are we allowed to say that word? I don't know. Yeah, 100%. But we're back to some level of like, you know, people are getting outside and people are enjoying each other's company. Um, so it's just good to see. You know? Last question before we let everyone go. Christmas tree up now 
And right now, today is before Thanksgiving, right? Or after so Thanksgiving. Uh, so I'm I'm a before I'm a before Thanksgiving guy. I'm uh, I'm very old school. I actually head to the mountaintop with my axe and I chop my own shit. And I'm lying to you. Really? I, I take it right out of the box. I connect it. Ding ding ding. Seven foot, nice and perfect. I'll send you a picture. Team when fake I'm done, tree, right? Well, Team my Charlie tree. Brown. I think I lost it. I got to put it up in Jim Miguel. <laughs> Claudio's definitely a, a real tree guy, huh? No, you're not. Oh, I don't know. You're, you're kind of outdoorsy. I would figure with that pickup truck, you're gonna throw a big, uh, big tree into the it's back just of the pickup, right? Just for, just for write-offs. <laughs> Listen, until next time, stop snoozing. Get up and get after it. Why'd I pause like that? It's so awkward. You're looking right <laughs> in my eyes. No, you look out what I was gonna say. Dead in my eyes. That's another Effie in the books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on, come on. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at nosnoozepodcast.